Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Woodbury Review. Again, we would love to thank On The Run for providing us with our theme song. You can check out more of their music at weareontherun.bandcamp.com and help support them. I, of course, am Trevor Oz, and I'm joined today, uh, as always, by Ronnie Starks. Hello, everyone. And we do have a very special guest here today. We have uh, Rick Diamond from Black Diamond Wrestling. He is the owner and operator. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. We know you're a big fan of The Walking Dead, as we are. And we're ready to talk about, you know, a huge episode of The Walking Dead that happened. Uh, as Ronnie wants to refer to it, uh, these are the days of our lives <laughs> on pretty, The Walking Dead. Pretty much. Um, so uh, a lot happened in uh, this episode this week. Um, the episode called Indifference. Um there was there was a lot going on, um, so let's let's just start at the beginning. Um, Carol's talking to uh, Lizzie, um, who is sick and in the prison, um, and and just doesn't want her. She tries to call her mom, but doesn't want to be called mom. Uh, is this more to protect Carol or more to 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 protect Lizzie? Uh, my personal opinion on that it was to protect Carol with the loss of Sophia, you know many episodes ago she has that maternal instinct but i i don't think she wants to get that maternal bond uh in my personal opinion i don't want somebody else's kid killing me their mom or their dad that's kind of scary so i think she kind of got freaked out a little bit but i don't know it's kind of protect carol yeah i I agree with rick I, i think it's more to protect carol um she doesn't want to get that attachment anymore she wants to she wants to help out, but she kind of wants to stay away from getting those attachments because yeah. she knows it's a zombie apocalypse and people die. Yeah. That's just the reality of the world that they live in now. People die in the zombie apocalypse? People die a lot. When the fuck did that happen? <laughs> it's a new development. Ah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, I had no that's, idea. That's, that's the fresh writing for season four, people die. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a new thing. New thing, thing uh, AMC is trying here. So, and here I thought it was all just sunshine and rainbows on the Walking Dead zombie apocalypse. It used to be. I mean, we had a couple unicorn incidents um, as well, but you know, sometimes you gotta go for more mass appeal, I guess. Um, but uh, Carol and Rick kind of had a, a, you know, their nice powwow trip here. Um, driving in the car, going and trying to find supplies in case Daryl's group couldn't find anything, um, especially since they had been gone for a long time. Um, now, do you think going into this trip that Rick had in mind what he was going to do at the end where he let Carol go off on her own? I think he had that planned in, in the back of his mind. Well, not even in the back of his mind. Um, you know, if he hadn't had that predetermined in his mind... Um, there would have been other people with him and her in the group as they were, you know, going scavenging. So I believe that, you know, his thing was he was taking her out to not bring her back. Whether he had planned on, you know, bumping her off himself or whatever it may have been, but he'd done the nice thing. I mean, he'd give her a, you know, family grocery getter, so she's got plenty of room to pick up any more survivors, and, you know, she can start her own little faction. 
I agree with Rick. I think this will lead into the spinoff of the other season or the other show, The Walking Dead. And um, I think that she'll be a part of that because they're just not going to get rid of her, you know. Right. I, I agree with that. Um, the, the spinoff is called uh, Dr. Carol, MD. Um, <laughs> oh, God. She knows, she knows how to set your shoulder and uh, kill a man after he's getting bit by a zombie with great uh, ease. <laughs> yeah, um, Carol has become, I don't know, over the course of the Walking Dead series, I mean, she's, she's you know, became stronger. Um, but I think, you know, and I could be wrong, you know, Ronnie Stark, he's the, the man with all the knowledge. She's taken on more of a shame role of, you know, let's just take care of them now. You know, don't worry about everybody else. Let's worry about us and anybody that's in the way, you know, you're going to take care of them. I mean, uh, I've always been a big supporter of the Shane philosophy because Shane was probably the best character on the show until they had to kill him off. But um, I think that's the way you survive the zombie apocalypse. If uh, if shit hits the fan, you got to take care of business. It's the only way it has to be done. I mean, there's no room for the weak in, in the uh, zombie apocalypse. And it seems like throughout the whole episode, she was trying to justify her actions to Rick um, with everything she was saying, um, just basically comparing it to the Shane incident and how he had to kill somebody for the good of the group. She's basically justifying it with saying that she had to kill kill those guys um, for the good of the group. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you there. However, you know, for the good of the group, for the betterment, for the, you know the longevity of their their sect, so to speak. You know, if she knew that they were, you know, infected, um, she also knows that the other ones in the secluded area, the isolated area, are infected. You know, she could have went in there and off them the same way. So, you know, it was like she was trying to protect her hide for her actions that, you know, she was trying to legitimize as, the right thing to do. Well, I agree with and that. I would agree with that too, but I, I also don't know if it was necessarily completely, you know, protecting her hide. I think a lot of it too was, she, it seems like with the way she was trying to justify it, she almost values what Rick thinks about what she did. Um, but she also really did want it to be the betterment of the group and versus them kind of thing. We need to, to save ourselves. Yes, I, and, and the, and it crosses over and I know you're going to get into that aspect of it. Probably. Um, when the other, you know, scavengers went looking with Daryl and his little group of people, there were also people that had the bleeding eyes. So it's not just prison related. It's, you know, it's not an isolated thing with them. It's actually part of the, you know, global illness, I guess you could say, with the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and they were actually surrounded by two groups of zombies, and they chose to actually go through the group that wasn't infected, or at least that they knew of that wasn't infected with the, the quote-unquote disease, um, so that they can move forward um, when they were in that veterinary school. And and that says a lot. I, it's smarter, because... Um, they don't know if they have the disease. I personally think that everybody at this point has it. 
It's, you know, it's in the air. Everybody's going to get sick at some point, so unless they find the medicine, then literally everybody's going to die. Um, but it, there's that chance that it everybody might not have it, so it is the smart thing to go through that group of zombies who they know isn't infected compared to the group of zombies that they know is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely airborne by now, obviously, and um, I guess we can't call it a swine flu anymore. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens. I can't wait to find out what it actually is. Yes. But are they, you know, beings that it's just a small group, you know, which, you know, there are other groups that we haven't encountered yet. Just like, you know, for you know, several seasons there was Woodbury. Nobody knew about it because they hadn't come along it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the... I don't want to say that they don't have the technology to decide, hey, this is what's causing it, this is what's causing it. You know, to keep the the realism of the show in the apocalypse, it's just going to be an unknown, you know, I can't see them definitively saying, okay, this is what's causing it. Because if that was the case, this is what is definitively causing people to become zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have a couple doctors. They have some medics. They have, you know, Dr. Bob. They have Dr. S. Um, they have Herschel. But they're doctors, and in Herschel's case, he was a veterinarian, and in Bob's case, he's only really a medic. Um, so they, they don't really have the, the... They have some know-how on how the medicine works and everything, but they, they don't have the scientific approach where they can, you know, take somebody's blood and look at look at it from a cellular level and say, oh, this is what it is. Yes, But yeah, the the uh, the disease is definitely ravaging everybody. And um, let, let's uh, we'll go back into the Carol and Rick stuff here. Um, but let's let's talk about Daryl's group a bit. Um, it seems like at the beginning of their their trek in this episode that Tyrese was he's still a loose cannon. Um, he's still you know there was an incident with the bush zombie um, where he wouldn't let go of that zombie and wanted to take him out, or else he was going to be taken out himself. So it's almost like he's reckless and and almost has a suicidal tendency. Yeah, Along those uh... lines, go ahead, Ronnie. No, go ahead. I'll talk after you. I was going to say, along those lines, you know, I can see that side of it. But you know, if you've, which you guys have, and many people have, followed the the series as a whole, he's got compassion. He doesn't want to kill anybody. You know. He just, you know, as long as they're not bothering me, I won't bother them. You know, I'll try not to, you know, to hurt the fellow man, so to speak. And it's, you know, it's it's a live or die world. I mean, you can't have compassion for somebody that's trying to, you know, and they don't know they're trying to because they're zombies and they don't have a mind to, to control themselves. But, you know, he's still carrying the compassion of, fellow man, so to speak. But with the incident that happened to Karen, has that compassion completely washed out of him? Um, is, is that what we're seeing now? Or, you know, is he becoming more hardened? Or will eventually, will that catch up to him and then he'll realize what's going on? That's a wait-and-see aspect. I don't, you know, I don't know where they're going with him. You know, none of us, we can kind of surmise what we think may happen. Um, but I think, you know, he is, I think he's going to be a problem within the group instead of, 
you know, doing his part and helping out and everything, he's starting to, you know, pull away on his own. I agree. He, he's not he's not going for a lot of help. He did kind of help out in the end there um, with Bob because um, we did find out more about Bob. We found out about his alcoholism and him being the sole survivor of the past two groups he was in. And he even started to get really close with Daryl in that instance. And Daryl showing what kind of a leader is. He consoled Bob to an extent, but also said, you know, you have to do what you have to do to survive. And, you know, Mr. Fix-It Daryl also fixed up a car and got him on the road. Um, so he, he's definitely a leader um, where he knows the survival skills and how to uh, talk to certain people in certain situations. But towards the end of the episode, we see where Daryl completely flips on Bob because of uh, Bob being selfish and not taking care of the group. Um he risked life and limb to get that bag um, back from the walkers, um, only to find out that he didn't actually grab any medicine. All he grabbed was a bottle of whiskey um, to feed the beast, so to speak. Yeah, that's I, I, I you know, see that aspect of Daryl stepping up and you know taking control of the situation there. Um, one of the little funny parts on the side there that I just want to point out is. You know, we don't want to be riding in that van with Daryl during this zombie apocalypse because if you know anything about automotive, he was putting water. You're assuming he was putting it in the radiator. Why? I'm not going to assume that because he opened the battery and he looked in the battery and the cells were dry. You used distilled water to put it into a battery, but he was drinking. It said a man's going to have the shits. So you're not you're not going to want to ride in there because every ten minutes they're going to have to be pulling over for him to be you know having the old scorts from drinking the distilled water. <laughs> That's great. That's something I would have never even picked up on. <laughs> you, you, you know, it was the red and green wire. I mean, he knew it was the red and green wire. You know, and but see, uh, you know, I see uh... the of it and laughed. See, there's good old Rick Diamond always looking at the little things on a show. Like, he's not looking at the big picture. He's like, is he drinking distilled water? He's going to have the shits. Yep. Like, like, <laughs> Jesus, Rick. <laughs> oh, that's it's great. A little thing. You know, he wasn't thinking straight. It's a zombie apocalypse. He was a little thirsty. You know, maybe he was parched from, you know, leading the AA meeting on the rooftop there. I mean, there's any multitude of things that could have caused it. But yeah, I'm I'm looking out in the best interest of everybody because we can't keep pulling over so that this guy can, you know, score some shit out every once in a while. <laughs> this is true. I think um, going back on topic, other than him having the shits, uh, I definitely <laughs> thought uh, Daryl was going to lose his cool and just you know kill the doctor. I mean, like he he just handled his gun and Daryl just had to look at his face like, oh no, that's not going down like that. I mean, it was definitely one of those moments where he, when he headbutted him a few times, I'm just like, he's just going to beat the shit out of him, throw him into the zombies, and just <laughs> save everybody yes. the trouble. Because he even said, he's like, we should have just left you in the uh, in the save a lot, or yeah. the big, big spot, or whatever they want to call it. He's yeah. like, we yeah. should have just fucking but left now, you there. Several episodes ago. Yeah, you know, that kid risked his life, and he died. Just getting you know, his fix. Is, is, yeah, is... Bob working, so to speak, for the governor, you know, and if you look at things, the governor always had his whiskey, you know, and Bob, is that the tie in 
You know, is that going to be the, oh, that's right. He got the whiskey from the building that time. So, you know, it's, it's those little subtle, you know, does this tie it over here or does this tie it over here? Oh, I hope. I think the governor is going to come back by a mid-season finale. I think he'll definitely be back in full swing by then. That way, when we come back in uh, February, it's just going to be a full-out war between both groups again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. And I didn't even think about the, the whiskey, you know, revelation there um, with the governor who, who likes whiskey. Um, I mean, Ronnie has said it several times that Bob could be working for the governor. And I, I can definitely see that aspect as well. Um, but it, it definitely seems that in this episode that Daryl is, is done with Bob and his shit. Um, and uh, I, I don't think Bob's going to go, be going on any more runs anytime soon. No, I don't oh, see no, that. He's gonna... Mich... Go ahead, Rick. Michonne seemed to have a uh, turn in her character as well. As, you know, just from them talking about her going out, you know, looking for the governor all the time. You know, she's kind of... You know, put him on the back burner, so to speak, for the betterment of everybody that she's with right now. And she even tried to, to to use that to talk down with Tyrese, saying, you know, she was she didn't have that anger anymore for it. Um, she said she would still cut down the governor if she saw him. Um, but it, you can tell you can still tell that she's not completely over it because when Tyrese asks her, um, "Why do you still go looking for him?" and mm-hmm. she says, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. She didn't have a an answer for it, even though you know at the end of the episode she is talking to Daryl, and it seems like she's getting over that and doesn't want to go and make her trips anymore yeah. um, to try to track down the governor. Mm-hmm. I just don't see in the television show aspect of her hatred for the governor because he really didn't do anything to her in the television show. Like they got in that big battle in his apartment, and he killed or she killed Penny. And, you know, she stuck him in the eye with a, a piece of glass. But, like, we're not talking, like, comic book scenario here. You know, he didn't he didn't rape the shit out of her on the television show. So why is he so – or why is she so obsessed with him? Because basically she caused all the problems in Woodbury to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was fine. They, they went in there and everything was cool and he was being all polite and giving him a place to stay and giving him food and saying, hey, stay as long as you like your guests here. And then she's like, oh, there's something wrong here. This is ridiculous. She got all well, on the defensive for no reason. I think her issue was the governor liked light meat, not, not dark meat. So she was offended by that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I I have to go on my own little mission. So I have to drink some distilled water and, you know, knock down the guy with the liquor bottle. Because i got to go pick up my little penny from the school. So you guys continue on. I'll check out the rest of the show afterwards. And it was good throwing in my information. You guys have a good show. It, it, it was great having you, Rick. Yeah, thanks, no for, uh, thanks for being a part of it. Thanks okay, for joining in. Yep. So, yeah. so uh, But it also seems like there's, there's a relationship between Michonne and Daryl Brewing. Um, when, when he had that, that piece of uh, rock... Um, I think it was a piece of jasmine or something like one one of those one of those types of rocks. Um, she was like, it really brings out your eyes, just like an off the cuff remark. Um, so it, it almost seems like you know they're throwing little nuggets 
of a relationship brewing between those two. Well, wait till he finds out that uh, that Rick kicked Carol to the curb, and then he'll get back and be like, "Oh, Carol's gone." Well, I guess this opens up an opportunity for me and Michonne to hook up. But you know, I was still hoping for that little uh, thing of romance between uh, Carol and Daryl. But well, it's not going to happen now. No, um, and I can definitely see the governor coming back, and and Bob could be the, the one feeding the rats. He might um, be. He defense, might be. And, and he could be the one working for the governor, especially with the whiskey thing. Maybe he's not even an alcoholic. Um, or maybe he is, and him and the governor just both enjoy whiskey together. What if the governor was huh. actually in the prison, and, like, you know, Bob was taking all this stuff to the governor in the prison? Like, that, that's kind of almost what I was thinking. Like, maybe it's the governor that's feeding the rats. Yeah. Maybe he's working from within the prison to, to you know, segment everything. Mm-hmm. And to cause strife. And obviously he didn't cause the disease, but um, he might use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait. I mean, it's going to get really good really quick. I hope that there isn't any more Days of Our Lives bullshit the next episode. But I think they, they're telling think, all these... I think all of that... I think all of that worked really well, though. Mm. Um, I think that's essentially what this show is about. It's not necessarily about zombies. It's about surviving in the zombie apocalypse and the decisions you have to make. Mm. And Carol made a lot of a lot of hard decisions. Um, and Carol has basically evolved. And you know what? Um, Talking Dead, Chris Jericho should be on that show every week. I actually haven't watched it yet, but I will when we get off of here. My God, Chris Jericho was amazing. Was he? It was like really good. Um, he he made a couple couple good revelations. He basically said that Carol is the Walter White of Walking Dead. <laughs> um, how she turned from mild mannered uh, Carol into you know the one that's about killing people and doing you know what she needs to do to survive. Um, and and him and uh, Chris Hardwick came up with the mind blowing revolution revelation rather that uh, Breaking Bad is actually the precursor to The Walking Dead. Um. <laughs> it might be. Uh, we were talking about. I forget who I was talking about this one, but we were talking about how since the main character of Breaking Bad is the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, we were talking mm. about how like uh, instead of like the guy actually dying, like well he obviously fucking died, but like instead of him dying, they gave him a separate life, and he ended up being the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. So it was like. Breaking Bad was a prequel to Malcolm in the Middle, basically. But yeah, I, I like that better. Like I said, I'll definitely watch it when we get done with the podcast. And, uh, yeah, you definitely should. Jericho was probably the best guest they've ever had on that show. Uh, it's better than Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, they made a couple uh, couple good jokes about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, he also brought up the fact that Carol is, essentially has become the ultimate survivor in the zombie apocalypse. Because mm-hmm. um, she's she's gone. She knows how to do everything in the prison. She knows how to take care of the kids. She knows how to cook. She knows how to survive. She knows how to train people to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, she's basically, essentially, become a great tool for the people in the prison. And how are the how are the people in the prison going to react to Carol being banished? From the prison. It's going to be a tough call because how is Rick just going to walk back in and be like, oh, yeah, so uh, I decided to leave Carol on the side of the road because she was causing issues. Like, Carol was a huge part of how things were being run at the prison. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, that and that definitely brings to, will Rick tell the group the truth? 
Like, based on Rick's actions, it feels like he will. Mm. But at the same time, if he does, how much strife is that going to cause? But at the same time, Tyrese, once he finds out that Carol was the killer, he's definitely going to side with Rick on that, I would assume. I think Tyrese is going to be pissed at Rick because... Like, oh, well, you didn't tell me it was Carol until you banned her. And I think Tyrese is going to go off the deep end. And he's Him and Rick are going to get another fight over the situation. But I can see that as well. Um, I, can, I can definitely see that. Um, but what do you think Rick might go to the, the camp and say that, you know, Carol was killed in, in a zombie attack? Um, I think Rick's going to figure out he is a long way, a long drive back the prison so i think he'll come up with some elaborate uh scheme elaborate plan to tell everybody and then i think he'll openly tell carl the truth and probably like carl and dale or not jesus dale he's been dead for like two seasons daryl uh i think he'll tell him and daryl and that'll be it and no one else will know about it but you know i think it's it's a tough call i mean it's, it's definitely one of the hardest decisions and it seems like um Carol and Rick in this episode are kind of almost the opposites at this point. It's it's basically humanity versus instinct at this point. Yeah. Um, where you, in the zombie apocalypse, Carol, you know, you need to become an animal and do what you can to survive. Where Rick, and a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that he still has kids, um, Rick is trying to hold on to humanity as much as he can and keep his kids from becoming soulless, you know, human killers. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what he's tried to do with Carl. Yeah. Um, but but the line that, that Carol said, you can't just be a farmer. Yeah. Um, that, that spoke volumes about what she meant. It's like, yeah, you can farm, but you need to do so much more to survive in the current climate of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't live or you can't be weak in this now and now and age. Of, uh, I can't talk English today. You can't be weak in this day and age of society. Like this, this is the end of the world. I mean, like the like the motto says, "Kill or be killed." You know, this you have to take the proper steps in order to be able to survive all this. And uh, Carol did everything right, and Rick needs to realize that, you know, you can't just live a normal life anymore because there's no such thing as normal. So you're right, and and this whole episode, this whole episode, and. Oddly enough, Chris Jericho pointed this out as well. This whole episode was about letting mm-hmm. go. It was about letting go. Bob letting go of the animal. Rick letting go of Carol. Carol letting go of basically the the world. Um, whereas you know Rick wanted to wait for for Sam to come back, um, knowing that you know he had his watch and knowing and, and wanting to help. Literally wanting to help the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, after we saw Anna get, you know, mauled by walkers, mm-hmm. um, but Carol was, you know, you know, we have to survive. We have to let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in that situation, what would you have done with Carol? <laughs> um, I would have done the same thing. It's one of those things where like, you know, Rick wants to keep a, uh, a sane, you know, group of people, but you know, Carol did the right thing in the situation. I mean, she was trying to kill this virus off before it got any worse, which now it's not a sickness because it's everywhere else now. So, but I don't know. It, it's, it really is a tough call, but if, if I got to kick Carol out of the prison, I'm going to kick Carol out of the prison. 
That's just plain and simple. Um, you either want to see her go peacefully, or you're either going to want to see Tyrese just rip her freaking head off. I mean, it's it all depends on what kind of bloodlust you want out of the show. And that's that brings me to my next question. Do you think Rick uh, saved Carol by letting her go? Oh, off? yeah. Oh, he definitely saved her life. If he didn't let her leave that way, Tyrese would have killed her. And I think it would have been slow and painful and pretty brutal. But Yeah, I, I definitely think that could have happened. Um, so uh, for you, um, with the whole humanity versus instinct argument, mm-hmm. Um, are you, do you think that the, another reason that Rick let Carol go is because he's afraid of Carol? Um, I don't think him in general as a person is afraid of Carol. I think he's doing what's for the best of the group. Uh, Rick, what does Rick have to fear? Rick's been through hell and back. You think he's going to fear some 95 pound girl when he's taken on the governor and Woodbury, and he's been taking on zombies his whole life. Uh, not his whole life, but like the past 10 years of the show that's been going on. I mean, there's just no way that he's going to be scared of Carol. No. I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that, that he might be too a little bit, um, just based on what she can do. I mean, she's become a leader in the group. Yeah. Um, she, she basically um, told uh, Rick's own son to lie to yeah. him about the training. I mean, she's made all these decisions for the good of the yeah. group. And while I agree that they are for the good of the group, um, she was essentially stepping up into the alpha yeah. role there and kind of threatening Rick's yeah. place. Even if, even if Rick quote unquote claims that he doesn't want that position yeah. anymore, I think maybe deep down he still does. And he felt threatened. Well, I don't think he wants other people that he doesn't want to step up to be the boss. I think he trusts Daryl to take that spot. I don't think he believes Carol knows how to actually be able to be in charge of a lot of people that way. And I think Carol's a loose cannon now. She's changed a lot since the beginning of the show. And I apologize for saying 10 years in the show because I got the comic book and the show confused a little bit. It happens every once in a while. I'm sure you do the same thing. But, um, yeah. I, Carol wasn't ready to do that, and like, like I said, she's changed a lot. She went from being abused by her husband to being all lovey-dovey with Daryl to, okay, I'm a badass now because that's how society is nowadays. There's no room for the weak. And and even, even when they were talking about uh, their exes, um, with Carol talking about, you know, her path with the abuse and everything... Mm-hmm. Um, and her, you know, standing up and becoming stronger, mm-hmm. Rick was still holding on to that humanity. He was holding on to, you know, Lori making him breakfast in the morning or Lori calling him to, to take care of something or like to pick up Carl from school, you know, something like that. He's still kind of almost holding on to that where Carol's just completely, you know, become a new person. Um, she even said, you know, for Sophia, she's started a new life. Um, it's basically like that. That life before was another person, someone who doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, she's definitely moving on with her life. I think that's the best way for her to cope with all the stuff that happened. So, I mean, this this won't be the last we see of Carol. It won't be. No, I I definitely don't think so either. Um, Now, here's the ultimate question um, for us today. Are you Team Rick 
Or are you team? Oh, Carol? I'm team Rick 110%. All day, every day. I don't know. I kind of almost want to be team Carol here. <laughs> um, Carol, you know, she tried to do what's best for what's, you know, I heard this term like 80,000 times last night when I was watching Raw, but she was trying to do what's best for Ugh. business, you know, um, which is, which is the, the worst term ever to use during commentary. Um, <coughs> Michael Cole. <coughs> um, but, uh, shout out to Michael Cole <laughs> on our show today. Hey, Michael Cole, how you doing? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's. She she tried to do what's best for the group. She basically almost took over as the leader um, because of the positions she held and and all the people she could influence. Um, while at the same time she, you know, worked her best to do what was best for the group, and she made those tough decisions in a in an instant. Whereas Rick, you know, would be have to think about those decisions more. I don't know. I mean. There's definitely certain things that'll play into it in the long run, because they're they're just making separate stories for everybody at this point. It's all going to come to a head at the end of the season, but I guess we'll have to wait and see and find out. We'll have to wait and see, and uh, you know, hopefully, um, like you said, we'll see the return of the governor, and we'll see how how much of an impact that'll take um, on on the toll of the group as a whole, and whether Bob's involved. Um, but you know what? Uh, you can also um, read the books to see the governor's journey, um, like The Rise of the Governor, which is one of the books that you've already read. Um, but if you don't have time for reading and like listening to your books like you listen to our podcast, you can always uh, check out the books uh, on audible.com. Um, not only The Walking Dead books, but there's over 200,000 books to choose from in audio form. You can get one for free um, if you just do the free trial. Uh, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash review, and it helps us out a lot if you do that. But you also get a free book in the process. And the Walking Dead books are a great start because um, they're great books and they're written all by Robert Kirkman, the creator of the whole Walking Dead universe. And they're all definitely a good read. So you don't want to miss out on that. That's for sure. So. so definitely check that stuff up out. Um, Audible, you know, it's it's a great site um, to check out and get audiobooks. Um, I've I've listened to a few audiobooks from Audible, and I personally really enjoy the site. Um, it's worth checking out, and I I'm happy that they're confident enough in us to let us uh, plug them on our show mm. and sponsor us. So definitely, if you want to try out a book, you do get uh, if you do the 30 day trial, you do get a book for free. Um, as long as you download that book, it helps us out. It helps you out by giving you an, an awesome book to read well, or listen to, I should say. Um, so, again, just go to audibletrial.com slash review and check it out. Um, but I think I think that's going to wrap up our show here today. I think that was a pretty good show today. Yeah, there, a, a lot happened. A lot happened on The Walking Dead this week. Uh, next week we'll have a comic to actually talk about, yes. too. Yes, we will. I can't wait for that. So, Definitely go pick that up tomorrow. So, so yeah, as as Ronnie said, tomorrow this will actually today when you guys will hear it because it'll go up on the same day as usual. Um, but we did record a day in advance. But uh, we definitely thank you for all your support. Um, you guys have been great. Um, you've helped us move up the rankings on Stitcher, um, which is which is awesome. Um, so definitely do that. Um, another way you can help us if you subscribe to us on iTunes. 
please rate us and review us on iTunes because we absolutely appreciate it and it would help us a ton um, if you did that. It helps us get noticed um, through the uh, iTunes rating system. Um, so definitely help us out that way. And if you if you want to talk to us, you can talk to us anytime on Twitter. I am at Trevor Oz. That's T-R-E-V-O-R-O-S-Z. Ronnie is at Starks Wrestling. And you should definitely definitely talk to us. If you have any questions about The Walking Dead or the show or just about us in general, um, you can email us at woodbury at spiderduck.net, and we'll answer any questions that you send our way. So feel free to send those questions to us. We will definitely read them on the air and, and discuss them um, if you want to talk to us. Um, and also, if you have something that you want to plug, um, we're still a growing podcast. We're definitely all about getting ad support. Um, so if you have something that you want to plug and, you know, our ad rates are pretty reasonable. Um, so we can definitely, you know, talk Turkey in that way. Email us at ads at spiderduck.net. Um, but you know, definitely, definitely. Thank you guys. Thank you to Rick diamond. Um, who joined us in the early part of this show. Um, it was a pleasure having him and he brought a lot of awesome input actually into the show. Oh, he definitely did. Definitely did. So we, we, we would definitely like to thank him and thank you for listening to us. Um, cause we're just, you know, two guys from, you know, the Pittsburgh area, um, that are just talking about zombies. Yeah. So we absolutely thank you for your support. And, uh, again, we're going to leave you with, uh, on the run, uh, their song monsters like me definitely go help them support them. We are on the run.bandcamp.com. They do have one of their EPs available, um, departures, very good EP. Um, I bought it myself, um, from them personally and, um, they have some merchandise as well. So definitely check that stuff out. Um, thank you so much guys. Um, and have a great week. We'll be back next week for some more Woodbury review. Darker side